Candice party. Candice party. It's not a party. It's an intimate get together. Candice party. Candice party. Don't call it that. It's just a get together. Candice party. Yeah, Candace I hear party. you. Don't spill your drink. Don't drop your food. Don't okay. Ready, Molly? Yep. It's your turn. Hi, welcome to Candace Party. It's not a podcast, it's an intimate get-together. I'm Molly. I'm Danny. And I'm Ryan. Do you think they could tell the forced smile, the fake enthusiasm? I've been listening to the Book of Mormon all day, so I've been really working on my cheesy, fake, big smile. Ryan, please, I've told you so many times you cannot quietly sing behind people talking. It doesn't sound good. When it all gets leveled out. You think that I'm not talented. No, I think you're very talented. No, you think it doesn't sound good, you said. Regina, when I married you. We (laughs) (laughs) Oh. All right, Candace Party. Stop, I have to explain the I have to explain the podcast every time. It's a Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast where we three adult siblings. Prove once and for all with math and science that Phineas and Ferb is great for everybody, regardless of age, gender, creed, nationality, um, favorite beetle. Let's go around the table real quick. Favorite beetles. Molly. Paul. Ryan. You say dung beetle. I'll hit you. I was going to say John Lennon as a joke. Why is that a joke? John Lennon's a beetle. Because <laughs> he's not my favorite. Well, that's not funny. <laughs> you could be, could be. I don't know why I thought of You were asking my favorite state, and I was going to say Nebraska wild. That is wild. wild. Could you imagine? Shout out to Nebraska. Shout out to my Nebraska homies. What's up, Braskies? I'm pouring a Coke. Diet Coke. So I couldn't wear my jacket, but you can pour a Coke. They got to hear it fizz. That's ASMR um, right there. We got the ASMR audience. We got the cartoon audience. We got the Disney audience. We have the adults who won't let go of their childhood obsessions audience. He said, sipping from a Scooby-Doo mug. Um, anywho, so we are setting out to find the best episode, best song, and best quote from Phineas and Ferb. Um, we've been having that going on in the background yeah. as we make our way very slowly through our rewatch. That's a, I'm a lemon secretary. Ryan is a lemon secretary. I'm Danny. Just to reiterate, that was Molly, the girl one. Yeah. Can you tell which one of us is a girl? See, that says a lot mm. about what you assume based on our voices. And that's your prejudice. <laughs> and that's your cross to bear. And I'm so sorry for you. And that's your boss to Crare. And that's your boss to Crare. And I'm embarrassed for you. And that's you. the aristocrats. And, and thank you for listening, guys. That cookie crumbles. Um, oh, that cookie did out. Peace. Peace. Um, Show's over. So we've been gone for a while and we're But that's sorry. okay because we remember our famous opening segment of the podcast. I have Ryan, a mustache now. It's time to ask my mom if I can have a sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Our famous segment. Time to ask mom if we can have a sleepover. She's gonna say no. Mom, can I sleep over? (laughs) Say it it with us, crowd. No, No, you you can't. can't. You'll get get your ears (laughs) pierced. Like in Greece. Brush a brush a brush. Okay. I have news for you, Danny. I bought Greece to soundtrack on yes. vinyl because i thought that was that's hilarious. very funny we cannot name any of the song titles for the no, Grease 2 soundtrack can't. because they are all inappropriate in this show much like phineas and ferb is fun for the whole, the whole family. family it's whole family you get the whole family the whole family all of them our whole every family. one of you call grandma hey you haven't talked oh. to your grandma in a while have you our grandmas are dead that's not family friendly molly some kid listening to this might not know that that happens well, when someone well, dies, it's what they eat a lot of peanut butter, 
And, and they have a peanut allergy. Well, hey, okay, this is real chaos. We're going to ask. Stop! Everyone's derailing me, Danny, the leader. I think <laughs> you're like the Fred Jones. I'm the Freddie Jones of this year podcast you arena. Drink your blood out of your Scooby Doo mug and looks good in a NASCAR. And I say treasure like treasure. He does. There's a lot of Scooby Doo. You just have you have dark treasure. little beady eyes. Well, that's true. Come on, gang. I've decided we're 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 absolutely miners now. We're absolutely digging for gold. I I thought you meant miners in no. age. Well, one, they can drive, so one of them's got to be like seventeen. That could that is still a miner. What if Fred is twenty and they're all like t- ten? There's no way Shaggy's ten. Hey, yeah, I hit my Shaggy's <laughs> definitely like thirty. No. If any of them is way older than the rest, yeah, it is it Shaggy. Shaggy. It is Shaggy. There's that always. facial hair. I, that's true. Fred is not. Nary a Fred stubble. Now, now, your facial hair has nothing to do with your age. You could have easy for you to say, face. Beardy McGee. Speaking of beards, I'm speaking of beards, the um, Ballad of Bad Beard. Anywho, what was our segment? Our famous segment actually, is that I ask you a famous question that will prove oh, the Phineas and Ferb is for yeah, adults. Yeah. When I say adults, I don't mean anything inappropriate. I just mean very mature. And this is this one. We're finally going to get in the hot water of politics, gang, because we're going to ask which Phineas and Ferb characters support the Second Amendment right to bear arms. They live in America. We know very little about Phineas and Ferb, but we know they live in America. We don't know if they live in a a more conservative they live in the community, tri-state area. but they live in a tri-state area. We're pretty sure it's Danville, Connecticut. We, for all intents and purposes, it's somehow Danville, Connecticut, but they're also a twenty-minute drive from Mount Rushmore, yeah, which is in one of the Dakotas, I think. I don't know. We took a we took a we took a minute to Google. It's South Dakota, guys. South Dakota. I know you're all on the edge of your seats. Coats yeah. come from North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard that song? No. It's called Rhode Island is Famous for You. It's a song where a lady sings about what all the states are famous for, but the, the, the chorus is, but you, you come from Rhode Island, little old Rhode Island, and Rhode Island is famous for you, as if Rhode That's Island doesn't explore cute. anything. It's a cute song. They sing like, um, you know. I mean, get wrecked, Rhode Island. Well, but... <laughs> pencils come from Pennsylvania, vests from West Virginia. Like come from Rhode Island. Like, they've got a noun. And... But you, you come from Delaware. Yeah, yeah. Useless tiny Delaware. No sales tax in Delaware. Wilmington's in Delaware. Joe Biden came from Delaware. I'm sorry to get so political, but we do um, have to talk about which one of the Phineas and Ferb gang is like kind of a gun guy. The obvious answer is Buford, but I think that's wrong. I'm just no, I don't think there. it's Buford. I don't Buford. think it's Buford. I think he might put up that front, but he he's not. At most, he owns a paintball gun and some cargo pants. Well, that's but the thing is, I, I feel like he's one of those people that gun. owns like a lot of cap guns and fake guns. Ryan Perhaps like is, a cork gun. Ryan's mocking me because I do own quite a few cap guns but i'm staunchly anti-gun in my politics i just happen to like i had to there's one on the, <laughs> on the table, table right, right now. now behind your computer and i had to move another one to the couch there were just two on this table and at four I, I in the morning them. last I night them. 
I'm like, why is he like clapping? <laughs> and I walk upstairs and he's just sitting on his bed, phone in one hand, cap gun in the other, <laughs> scrolling on what I can only assume is Wikipedia. <laughs> or what I like, can only assume is a cap gun. Oh, what I can only assume is a, a, an eBay bid for, <laughs> for a cap I, gun. I, I, and he's just shooting it and it's four in the morning. But again, I'm. it's very weird because I'm so anti-gun i genuinely don't think we need them i i'm not a gun person but i do have a large just, collection of toy cap guns and he loves them that partly, is like the only thing he asked for for christmas that is true now part of it part of it is that i i make little short films and i need them for props and I do plays, and I need them for props. But the other part of it is that there I do is, like when they go no, bang bang. There the is other no, part is that he intentionally writes guns yeah. into his. There scripts. is no amount of literature that you have crafted that warrants this amount of fake guns. There's sometimes I'll write something that doesn't have guns in it. It's just been a while. <laughs> I but name again, one. Name one. Uh, my hit play on an adventure. I think didn't have any guns in it. Yes, it did. It did. 100%. No, they had swords, I think. They didn't have guns. I wouldn't be so sure. Um, that one's really iffy. I don't remember that one very much. There was cannibals, right? Funny enough, I don't think anyone, certainly nobody ever gets shot in that, that murder we mystery. We do have a lot of fake swords. There's definitely well. a gun in, in that. In that murder mystery I wrote, I think at some point someone we're like might a, have We're a... like a traveling, a traveling performance group. Yeah, we're with all... a chest full of like wigs and we, fake no, swords. No joke. Behind us right now, we as we record this, we have like a big a big box that's all swords and masks and stuff. And then there's another couple of bins on the ground that are just my costumes, some of which I've never used. I Ryan, I don't know if I've ever told you this. Uh, I did buy like a collection of like old women's clothing during the summer because. I used to do a funny character where I would bother Ryan and pretend to be like a an angry, disapproving mother. And I was like, oh, I'll yeah, buy like a costume really for that. It's really funny and it's not at all harmful to our mental health. Everybody's <laughs> laughing. Everyone's Everybody's laughing. Everybody's having a good time. We all love the movie Mommy Dearest. Anyway, this has been going on for so long. This is cute. You've wasted so much time. Look, just right, real I'm quick. I'm an armed robber. <laughs> just spit out. <laughs> Everyone, microphones in the air. Um, no. Everyone just spit out which Phineas and Ferb character you think is a crazy gun nut. Um, <sighs> Charlene. No offense to actual people who like guns. Probably Char Charlene definitely owns a gun. She just... <laughs> no, yeah. The, the Charlene <laughs> a good owns reach. a gun. That feels yeah, right. like she definitely sure. owns a gun. Um, Funny enough, I don't think Doofenshmirtz owns no, a gun. He no, doesn't. he doesn't. He definitely Charlene can't get does. one. If you're registered as a mad like scientist. He would get like a laser gun. You know? Sure, like, but those are harmless. like a bullet gun. Those are Charlene non-imitatable. a bullet gun. He would have a thing oh, called the gunnator. You know who else has a gun? The cow whistle man. He's yeah. definitely got. I think a gun. he's got like a little a pistol. Probably the I think he monster has a truck revolver. guy from this episode. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. if we're just playing into stereotypes. Yeah. I think no, Isabella. I, th I think Charlene, I think her family has a gun. No, I think Charlene's the correct answer. Yeah. I think Isabella's I think nail, mother has one cool. because where's Isabella's father? You think she killed him? I don't think she killed him, but I think she's, she's worried parent. he's going to come back, Ooh. and she's taken steps to protect her children. Oh my god! Um, well, that's a lot. Well, this is the adult. That. This is the adult question. Personally, um, oh, Hawkeye Johnson's mm. definitely got a gun. She is mentioned to be a sharpshooter, and she bullseyes Doofenshmirtz with a, a blow dart 
gun yeah. from. She's got a past, and I want to know what. Her name is Hawkeye. That means a sharpshooter, of course. Of course, Hawkeye Johnson, Jeremy's yeah. mom. Okay, and that's uh, fair. But I also think that everyone in Danville is is but it's I a think peaceful Charlie community. Did. Yeah, and I don't think they have a lot of guns. No, in the I think town. they've got like they have gun items. They but have lasers. Yeah, lasers or I think blow darts or it's a town things. where people wear helmets in the shower. You know, it's a very safety conscious. Unlike our conservative town we live in, it's a nice. Not that there's a lot of guns here because of New Jersey gun laws. No, we do we do live in New Jersey, which has the strictest gun laws in the country, and I I, I hope that helps. I don't know. Um. Anywho, I do know a bunch of people who own guns. No, not my really. I know boyfriend's a friend owns some assault rifles. My ex girlfriend's dad had a lot of guns. I never really talked about my that, ex boyfriend's like really? dad had guns as well. My ex man. Brought his, his new girlfriend. girlfriend. She's like, like, oh my God. God. I'm just going to shake. And to, the fellow, gonna shoot, shoot. to the fellow over there yeah, with the darn good, good hair. hair. Censoring. Why don't you come on over, baby, so I can shoot you in the face? See, I don't know why we can say that. <laughs> but <laughs> that we can. Right. But, but those are the I rules. think the answer is Charlene. And obviously Hawkeye Johnson. Because she's like a given. That's canon. See, but if they're both if they're both strong, proud women, it almost overrides the gun thing and loops around to being feminism. Yeah, but your answer was Mrs. Garcia Shapiro. I all strong women. All strong women. I stand by Cow Whistleman as well. Yeah, but he's he's the one we're not rooting for. (laughs) He's the one we think doesn't need it. Anyway, a little cray. welcome to the Phineas and Ferb podcast. Uh, we're doing Candace Party still. Um, we're slowly making our way through Phineas and Ferb. Very slowly. Today's episode uh, is episode, what, 14? We'll find I out. I have no idea. Uh, it's a mud, 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 mud world. I think it's 13. And the Ballad of Bad Beard. So the first segment, uh, who wants to synopsize the plot for me? I'm going to go with Molly, because every time I try to do it, I can't. All right. I will Knowing your happily. limitations so, is a strength in itself. Candace mm. is struggling in Chug-a-lug. this episode with perhaps Indeed. what I would call the most realistic problem we face in Phineas and Ferb, which is she is struggling to parallel park and feels like a total failure. So to help her, Phineas and Ferb. Um, I think you're forgetting the one where Baljeet has body dysmorphia. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I think you're missing the one where Baljeet questions his gender. I think you're missing the one where Baljeet straight up is clearly a child with anxiety who's worried about everyone. Okay, so that one's one's pretty real. Phineas and Ferb is deeply relatable if you're an anxious person. But I think that this one. Yeah, this one is is the cutest. Really hits the nail on the head. Um, So to try to help Candace, Phineas and Ferb build a monster truck course in their backyard um, because they say if if Candace can parallel park a monster truck, she'll be able to park anything. um, interesting logic, and it no, kind of works. She'll be able to park that big Mack truck in this little garage, and no, that's fine. And as nobody uh, knows what I'm talking about. Exactly, and as um, a STEM major, I can confirm that if she can park a monster truck, she can park Oh, anything. yeah, guys, Ryan's a scientist. I created the world. <laughs> and I know it's a big claim, and I know it's a big reach, but I think we all know that it's right, and that's okay. Um, hey, Ryan, you're a science guy. How much do you love NFTs? Don't I don't bring that know what this. that is. <laughs> It's bad. That's what I hear. I don't. Are they bad for the environment? Yes. yes. That's. A, but I don't understand. Are I, they digital? I, we're not getting into somehow this. the okay. bad for the environment is the least of it. Somehow yeah. that's the least dumb aren't they thing. Digital. About it. It, yeah, but they. The, the, see, we're the not thing getting is that, into this. No, real quick. Uh, the way. No, because I've been hearing a lot about them recently, as like late in the game. Mm. So, but like, the why thing with the NFTs is that they're on these giant computers, and in order to mint. An NFT or a Bitcoin, any of these crypto thingies, 
in order to mint one, a computer has to solve a complex math problem. So it's like a race between all these computers to see who can solve the problem the fastest. But the thing is that every computer that doesn't solve the problem first is just wasting energy doing this. And in order to make computers powerful enough to solve these equations, uh, these cryptographic problems that guard the Bitcoin or the NFT, you know, like when Batman pulls out that little cryptographic sequencer and he hacks into the mainframe, that's what all these computers are doing at once all over the world. So these businessmen just keep buying more and more powerful computers that waste more and more energy um, in order to mint non-existent money. I was just gonna say, what do you mean mint money? It's fake. That's it's the digital. thing. It's not real. It's all so a waste of time. I don't Understand. But, but only okay. one computer can mint each coin because it's all on the blockchain. What? This is all gibberish, right? You could be making all of this up. I cannot. Molly's playing solitaire. But yep, you, Molly is literally playing you solitaire come on her from phone. Rhode Island, little um, old Rhode the Island. The B plot of this episode is that um, for some reason, Doofenshmirtz is bothered by the fact that monster trucks don't look like actual monsters. So he's created this line of monster-esque monster trucks, including one that looks like him. Uh, and he's trying to sell this to some And he group. was right for that. I, I like seeing Doofenshmirtz. It is camp. It is camp. I like seeing Doofenshmirtz. Creating a giant monster truck in the shape of yourself. That's camp. That's camp. That's the moment. That's how you win Drag Race, is you build a giant monster truck of yourself. I can't lie. I've never seen Drag Race. I can't lie to you. Every time I watch it, I tune out for five minutes, and then I laugh at one thing, and then back to tuning out. Anyway. It's not for me. Too much color. I like black and white. I think I could be a good weather person, like a good, like <laughs> like a like I could tell you the weather, and it'd be it'd be kind of fun. It'd be camp. I'd be camp. I would do the weather, and You'd I would be make camp it weatherman. Camp. Yeah, like when George Carlin was the hippy dippy weather. Yeah, and we could call it weather boot camp, leather boot camp. Le <laughs> 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 call it weather daddy. That's fine that's for kids. Good. No, that's good. Can um, you write that down? Well, Redacted. Ah. Uh, um, in but you, <laughs> you, you come me. from Rhode oh. Island. So the side. Um, yeah. So the side characters we see in this episode are Lawrence, Stacy, um, Isabella, and the giant inexplicable floating baby head. What I found out, according to the Phineas and Ferb wiki, according to Dan Povenmire, this was the first episode storyboarded with the baby head. And its, its appearance in The One Good Scare was a callback to this. That's what I thought. I was going to say that. Okay. I don't know if that's like the original release order or whatever happened. But yeah. I was going to ask if this was the first appearance of it. Because this was the first one I well, remembered. And they remember bring a lot of attention to it. The airing order and yeah. the... Production, production order, order are different. different. Yes. Now, I'm personally partial to the airing order. Yeah. Is that what this is? Though? This no, is we're the, watching the production. We're watching okay, the production so order. that makes sense to me. Though. But also, we don't know if the thing that I had read because it was just on the Phineas and Ferb wiki, mm -hmm. so it, you know anyone could have put it there. But it from what me. I understand, this, this episode was maybe planned or written before the the haunted house went and they got shuffled around. Yeah, like but production order doesn't necessarily mean like you the wrote order it first, it was yeah. thought of in. Yeah. But uh, um, anyway, so the baby yeah. head is one of the side characters we see. Yep. That, so that's I always enjoy a good baby yeah. head. The music number of course in the mail. <laughs> this is definitely a bop alert, Ryan. You want to Oh, it is a bop alert. That? Um so do your jingle. What is that? I think it was bop 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 yeah, alert. No, I thought like it was wee -oo, wee -oo, wee -oo. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, really fun. A truck, truck driving girl? Are you kidding me? 
a feminist icon. That's like one of the all-time. A feminist all time. anthem. It's lyrically superior to most of any song that's ever existed. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's pretty visually great too. It's visually like the great. Image of Ferb drumming Phineas's yeah. guitar, fantastic. That and it just right. it has everything. It, it it's rock and roll. It's it's country. It's camp. I'm a little it's, bit camp. country. It's camp. You're um, a little can bit I rock ask you guys a question? Do you know who the special guest star in this episode is? Do we know? Do you all know this? No. Benjamin oh, okay. Franklin, the voice of the the truck driver. Who says it doesn't have to? I've got a monster truck. Everyone's My favorite is character. Billy Ray Cyrus. It is Billy Ray Cyrus. I think yeah. I knew that at some point in time yeah. because that's in the back of my head. I don't think it sounds like him. So at when all. I asked you if you knew who it was, I thought I was wrong because when I was, I thought in my head I was like, "Is this Billy Ray Cyrus? Like, why do I think that? Because it doesn't sound like him at all to me. No, but it um, is. Wow. And, um, good job, me. Good for him. And of course, him and Ashley Tisdale famously met in that one Hannah Montana. I don't know. <laughs> They're besties. Doesn't they have they, lunch did, together? Did all he the time. go to the Tipton? To the, that's so sweet life of Hannah Montana. I don't recall. I, I don't. Believe, we're I on our other say, podcast supposed to be covering that. That's and right. We, we are supposed so to be long. getting to the Disney Channel crossovers. <laughs> and no one had thought to invite me, and not even an evite. No, no evite. Chivalry is absolutely dead. Put your phone down. <laughs> so it's just a little too late. So what I. Personally, like about this episode, I always enjoy a good Lawrence episode. Mm. Um, he's painting. It's so funny when he's with the kids because he like just doesn't care. Like I think it's because he doesn't want to overstep because he knows he's that a he's a stepfather. He doesn't you know want to overstepfather. No. He doesn't want to overstepfather, but at the same time, you know, Candace calls him dad, right? They don't call him Lawrence. Yeah, no, they call okay. him dad. Call like him he's hundred percent I mean, dad was, to them. I don't get that vibe. He's a hundred percent dad. <laughs> um. 100% dad, 100% of the time. But he's just, I think there's just something very childlike about him. And it plays on the stereotypical. Yeah. It plays on the stereotypical, like, My first dumb dad, is, relaxed ha-ha. dad. The first ha is lowercase. The second is uppercase. Ha ha, I'm painting. <laughs> Mine says, Lawrence painting by numbers is a mood. Because we all I feel that, movie. right? Like, when and you those finish your little project. Paint by numbers really came back during the pandemic. They like, did. the really intricate paint by numbers. So Lawrence, ahead of his time, um, time. for some reason he feels the need to kiss all of his paintings. I thought that was a really no, good joke. I think, up with that. I think Where, it's an artistic choice. <laughs> I think it's it is. Even... I think, you know, it's like the equivalent of like, you know, blacking like the eyes out doing mm-hmm. like a, yeah. I, I think it's his artistic statement on something that is so laid out for him already. Beautiful. That's his way of making it individual. It's it's taking inspiration from it, but it's not directly stealing it, and it's making it his own. We tried to guess who some of the characters he's yeah, painted before. Yeah, are. I think we came to the conclusion that the one there's one that appears to have a cigar in his mouth. The rare tobacco depiction on Phineas and Ferb. Um, one appears to have a cigar in its mouth. We were and it's wearing a top hat, yeah. and we were like, "Is this supposed to be Churchill? Churchill should really be like a bowler hat." But yeah, he could have worn a top I was hat. like, I guess it could be him. There's no reason. I feel like that's the only British icon. Maybe it's W.C. Fields. He wasn't British, but he was an old-timey comedian. He would wear a top hat and a cigar, and he talked like a drunk. Charlie Chaplin. He didn't have a mustache, though. Yeah, but you wouldn't have seen oh, that. He would have had the bowler hat, too, not a top Ooh, hat. Yeah. Oh, I don't well, know. Well, anyway, it was the yeah. Monopoly man with a cigar. So um, <clears throat> I just wanted to say that this episode uh, is good and funny. It made me laugh. Um, the the thing where Perry is caught in a in a Chinese finger trap that 
covers the length of his entire body and is then freed by uh, a, a hereto unseen Chinese businessman who says, "Ancient uh, uh, Dr. Doofenshmirtz uh, asks, well, how did you get out? The businessman then replies, ancient Chinese secret, and then produces a pair of scissors revealing that he has simply cut Perry out of the trap, uh, bordering on offensive. Not necessarily anything wrong with that. The phrase ancient Chinese secret is an old like marketing thing you would hear. So like if there were like laundry detergents or other household products they would sell on the stereotype that how does this get my clothes so fresh and clean? It's an ancient Chinese secret. Mm-hmm. One billion Chinese can't be wrong. You should buy Scrub-A-Dub or whatever. Well, guys, this has been Laundry Talk, so i really like to thank you for listening this week. <laughs> I'm just trying to explain a quasi-racist... I... I like that Remark. bit though. I think it's yeah, it's fine. There's nothing. It's not like we've he's... all been trapped in a Chinese finger trap before. And My entire body has just been stuck <laughs> in a Chinese finger trap, and I needed to be cut out of it at the end of the day. We've it's a situation we've all been it's in. It's a real I... Cindy Lou Who in the live action Grinch. It really is. I merely noticed you were improperly packaged. I just want to say, <laughs> can I can I borrow your finger real quick? <laughs> yeah. um, I don't want to make waves. I would I really like to touch on. Um, what I was kind of That's hinting personal. at in my summary yeah. is that mm. the whole scene with Candace on the phone with Stacy is just, oh. it is teenage mood I for love, her to say I want to pick up the phone speaking. from now on despair speaking and that's, then, like, the reveal of, like, oh, because of a little thing called parallel parking. Like, we've all been there learning to drive. And I actually did it perfect every time. Oh. And that's not a oh. joke, actually. Aren't you lucky? Aren't you lucky? The only time I did it right, during my test. And I still hit the curb. But that's allowed. Um, it is? It is. You Guys, just come to New Jersey cones. to get your license. <laughs> um, but the dramatics of, and he said it needs a little work. That's such a real thing. No, it really is. I'm never thing. gonna get my driver's <laughs> this permit. Is, this is during that early part of Phineas and Ferb where a lot of the humor is very like observational like down to earth kind yeah. of jokes where early on Candace will have something like this where oh she's worried about parallel parking. That's a very real yeah. problem. That's like something like, like everyone you know kind of goes Or through. all the stuff with in the next segment of this episode with Phineas and Ferb like at a summer camp kind of vibe. Yeah. All We're of that based feels based in some type of reality here. Sure, like uh, like Buford and Baljeet are not yet like a cartoon duo. They're just yeah. like that's yeah. actually what like kind of a mean kid does to a nerd. Like it's yeah, yeah. it's cute, it's observational, and I like that because it's, it's almost, all about to go out the window. It's all about to go. Yeah. Everything you knew, throw it out. Everyone you love, <laughs> say goodbye. Compost it. Oh. <laughs> Oh, do you not like when I scream in the middle of the podcast about Phineas? So Bird? bad beard. Are we? Are we? Are we? Are, are we, we done? not there yet? I'm not done. What more have we to say? Well, one I like. We, oh, I'm sorry. Another side character who appears is Charlene. I'm not really keeping track of her, but right. I feel that we need to talk about that. We. I love the continuity of them being in this cooking they class carpool. together. They carpool. The busted episode, yeah. Um, which is great. And I think it's really cute. And I love the chef. And I love that for some reason. Oh, Candace yeah. I have the that chef's the chef is. I, I, I like. Um, I like the shelf. I said that he was giving. Um, he shows up. He has attitude. It's Cam. I love when he's embarrassed. His phone is ringing. But how the heck did Candace get <laughs> this man's phone I love number? that. How I, the heck did he? That whole scene is great. Yeah. I, I love the callback, like you said, to them having the class together. But I also love... 
I love that the chef uh, is like genuinely scares her. Yeah. Like they're yeah. scared of this man. She's like like they're me cleaver in front of mommy. Gotta go. Like they're paying to yeah. take a, yeah, an really. adult rec center cooking. But class. like, isn't that the most realistic thing? Oh, oh like, I would be terrified. I'd be terrified. Like we've all been there. Like, imagine I your mean, phone I've... ringing in the middle of like a dead silent room when the teacher's talking. Oh, embarrassing. That would be embarrassing. Um, oh. I have to also just point out for this episode. Um, it's not like. A quote, I mean, it might be one of our quotes, but I just have to say that it doesn't have to. I've got a monster truck is without a doubt my single most quoted Phineas you do, and Ferb you thing. You do say it a Every lot. time someone says that doesn't make sense, or it doesn't make sense, whatever it is, I say it doesn't have to. I've got a monster truck, to which my boyfriend often points out the fact that I do not own a monster truck, but I don't care. It doesn't have to work because I've got a monster truck. Right, that's true. That's a good one, Molly. Thank you. It works Molly. on a lot of levels. Never forget. <laughs> in addition to this being really real world with the problem, I think Lawrence is a really real world parent in this yeah. episode, driving with their teenager for the ripping first time, the ripping up. the handle off, trying so hard to be encouraging, but clearly fearing for yeah, his life. Clearly you, not doing a good job of it. No, yeah, I've been barely in, holding it together, strapping a pillow to him. Both of our parents. Bracing for impact. <laughs> both of our parents were terrible people to teach you how to drive. I love I love our parents, but that they were they were the worst. No, it was the worst experience of my life. I would rather yeah. just like build a car, start from scratch and learn how to do it myself. <laughs> to quote Lasseter <laughs> from Psych. I would rather- I would rather shower with a bear. I would yeah. rather Flintstones- I would rather Flintstones it my entire life <laughs> than ever have to learn how to drive with them again. There's a Paul F. Tompkins, the beloved comedian. I gotta see if he was ever on Phineas Burr, but I don't think he was, but uh, he is on Big City Greens. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins uh, did a, a, a comedy special called Crying and Driving because <laughs> he lived his whole life in places where he didn't have to drive. So he got to be like a 45-year-old man and he just never learned how. Mm -hmm. So then as an adult, learning to drive was like terrible because it's like it's it's a really stressful, weird thing, mm. even when you're a teenager. But when you're like 45 and you've just never like touched a car. Well, that's like I love that episode of How I Met Your Mother where Barney's where Barney learning to, learn to, to drive, drive. Yeah. and he's so afraid because there's like a dog in the middle of the road, but he's like going at one mile an hour and he's freaking out. But and like then the dog I just walks that. away yeah. slowly. Driving a car for the first time is like when Austin Powers drives that steamroller over the guy. <laughs> yeah, and you're going so slow, but you're still scared. <laughs> Oh, oh I love it. Um, I love me an Austin Powers reference on this podcast for children. that I really like about this episode is yeah, that baby. we really think Groovy. the B plot, like we feel like we know how the B plot is going to intersect with the A plot in this because Doofenshmirtz has created this thing A to make monster, monster truck, truck disappearing machine. Yeah, like, yeah. so we're it's like, oh, quite, that's yeah. obviously how the monster truck is going to disappear and mom's not going to catch it's them. It's completely irrelevant. And that's, it's so irrelevant. That it doesn't intersect at all. They don't intersect. They just get sent to another dimension. That same dimension with that alien baby that, yeah, eats, that eats we the will monster. see later. Which I cannot... Have we seen them already or no? No, no this is our first. Because I always, in my memory, I thought this was our standard group of scientists that we see um, from... From Love Muffin? From Love Muffin. Yeah. But it's not. This is some group of businessmen, one who of which who has stitches all across the top of his what head. What happened to him? I think he's just meant to be like like uh, like Blofeld uh, from the James Bond movies, where but instead of the scar being over the eye, it just goes across. He also head. has an eye patch. It seems pretty yeah, dangerous because he has a monocle. If you had oh. to, to do that, yeah. But um, yeah, I just I like that continuity with the monster. But I really liked that the B plot didn't intersect with the A plot because I even forgot so that. Yeah, because I knew that they drove away with the the um. 
the course at the end, but yeah. I forgot that the monster truck away and did not. I, I that. really, that's a really great comic absurdity is just like, this is a cartoon where we have written in a device that gets rid of monster <laughs> trucks, but no, the car is just always yeah. a monster truck from now on. They got me. They got me. I it was, was really sitting bad. there all like, man, I'm such a grown up. I know exactly how this plot's going to go. And nope, then it did. I'm a stupid baby. I'm a stupid I'm baby. I'm a stupid little baby. <laughs> I'm a stupid little baby. And I need help getting up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even attempt so going down yes, them. Yes, I think. Oh, and just a reference Don't. to Badger Town. Who doesn't oh, love a good yes. reference to so Badger they, Town? Uh, the Billy Ray Cyrus character mentions that they have to go to Badger Town. Many episodes later, we will see Badger Town and its wonderful parade of the running of the chinchillas. The running of the chinchillas. All the way to Badger Town. I'm supposed to be in Badger Town. I'm supposed to be in Badger Town. We are big fans of Badger Town. We love here. Badger Town in this house. So, next episode The Ballad yes. of Badbeard. Um, also establishes, before we get into the plot, I just want to say that we've established in this first segment the little alien in the crib that eats yeah. the monster trucks. We also establish the the zebra that calls yes. people Kevin. Yeah. That is also in this episode. What an amazing two things they will continually use. What an amazing... Uh, like pairing of episodes? What it, It's... I, I don't know what, without Kevin, the episode's not that great, I think. No, no. I think, it, okay, so it, here's the thing. That sends it over the edge into iconic, beyond That's belief. That's true. Kevin's so important to Kevin, the future of yeah. the And franchise. I love that we will always call him Kevin, even though that his is name not is his not name. Kevin. No, the zebra must have a name, because he calls you Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> so we <laughs> refer to, we him, refer as to him as Kevin. I'm sure he has a name in I think like, these, Wikipedia or Yeah, something. I think these two episodes work so well together, though, because... Listen, I, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but the Ballad of Badbeard, <laughs> not... Not your favorite? Uh, not my favorite, but not as bad as it's Bigfoot. This this is... You hate Grandpa. This is... <laughs> you this, hate Grandpa. This, yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> Straight up. No, but this this is, in fact, um, an It's Bigfoot yeah. hate page. I... <laughs> I We'll take that to the end see, of the earth. It's, but it's better than it's Bigfoot. See, it's funny you say but that because truck driving oh, girl God, sorry, being in tandem with this episode and the comedy of the next episode, I feel yeah. just like the writing of the Ballad of Badbeard right. is superior to Truck Driving Girl, the episode or whatever it's called. The episode itself. The it's episode mud, itself. Mud, mud but world. the song yeah. and the song, the song Truck Driving Girl. It's pretty you know fair. what I mean? Me um, personally, I'm a big fan of both. I wouldn't pick among my favorite children. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> See, it, it's funny you said this, um, and we have to summarize the episode, but um, it's funny you say that, Ryan, because about the Bigfoot song, because before it started, mm. I obviously know, arg, 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 this is the Ballad of Bad Beard. And I was like, honestly, I like It's Bigfoot more than that. I think It's Bigfoot is catchy. <laughs> you would. But then we got onto the ship and yeah. it had the additional lyrics. And I was like, okay, the this might you raise it above It's going. Bigfoot a little When you bit. hear it with but the full I, orchestra. I'm not the biggest have a little fan. Chardonnay. You know, uh, Danny, you want to summarize the plot sure. of this one? <laughs> so The Ballad of Bad Beard, it's another episode where Phineas and Ferb and like the gang of kids are all at the grandpa and grandma's house for like a I sort have of that as a note. I'm like, why are all of their friends, including some of the fireside girls, yeah. we're gonna get to that. That's the thing. In the first episode, when they visit them, they pull up in like two minivans yeah. worth of kids. It's I think it's just meant to be like I've never I have been to my friends like 
grandpa's house, but, no, but like sometimes you might like visit like your not friend's going parents' on, like, lake house or you're, something. We're I trying guess. to imagine a more functional yeah. childhood life than we had. So yeah. no, but um, Phineas, but they're like all going away. Like, is that their house? Yeah, or is yeah. that just like their? Like, That's where they live. Well, you know, our it family might be their has cabin. a cabin mm-hmm. or a trailer at like a campground. You know, mm-hmm. like so, so they might. It could just be a summer thing. We don't and, know. I don't know. But either way, this is a nice yeah. way f- to get out like observational jokes and like memories about like summer camp and stuff without having to establish a Phineas and Ferber at a summer camp because then you wouldn't be able to do the regular yeah. adventures yeah. if they were always there. So it's a nice way to just be like, oh, we're visiting grandma and grandpa and we're going camping every mm. couple episodes. But yeah. anyway, so um, in this episode, the grandpa tells the kids about the legend of Badbeard, a pirate who hid his treasure near where they're camping. Meanwhile, Candace touches some moss that she believes gives her hallucinogenic uh, uh, waking nightmares. Um, And she watches Perry go on his adventure for the day, assuming that it's a hallucination. Perry's adventure has little to no substance because Doofenshmirtz has no evil plan this time. He just bought a house cheap because he thought it was haunted by a sea hag and then he's going to feed Perry some crocodiles. (laughs) So at that point, needless to say, uh, they find the treasure the treasure is just a, a treasure trove of bad beards, which as a person with a I box full say, of theater props, yeah, that's the I ultimate really treasure. I really have that written the, treasure. the treasure of bad beard is Danny's ideal treasure. Honestly, if there were some cap guns in there, I, like, As swords. a kid, I was like, this is so ridiculous. But as an adult, I'm like, no, like Danny would be thrilled. The only problem is wigs would get musty if you sort them in a cave for that yeah. long. But anyway, so they find yeah, the treasure. Take it to a dry cleaner. The real treasure was the friends they met along the way. Candace, it turns out, was not hallucinating. Um, but Which then is she some garbage. She was definitely hallucinating. Because she saw the zebra. Yeah. But then she just, touches know. blue moss, which actually does give you hallucinations. Now, I would like to state that the zebra does reappear. Yeah. So maybe the zebra's real. Now, perhaps she touched the blue moss sometime along, yeah. freaking out after having touched yeah. the orange moss. Grandma suggests, you know, well, it's the, the power, power of suggestion, suggestion, which definitely is true. That's We've true. all in this pandemic yeah. had fake symptoms we that we imagined. We all hallucinated a little zebra calling now, us Kevin and wearing a beard. I guess he is smaller than a zebra would be. I yeah. yeah. I, so I, I have to comment yeah. on um, this, and I'm going to do my best to make this not sound cancelable, I guess. Um, but Danny put down his phone and sat up straight. No, what but are you about to I say? I love a children's show exploring some kind of oh, okay. drug yeah, or something. My first note is they really children. said Candace will experience recreational yeah. drug use for the first time. Like, I don't support children doing drugs. Sure. I don't do drugs myself, but it's hilarious. No. I'm clean Anytime, living since 73. Like a literally just this. like drugs. Like, no. She's like, literally it, tripping on acid. But it's also something it's that shrooms children. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Children wouldn't understand that the, I like... I think I... Well, you, well, you understand... Again, something's you understand, child like, hippie with... psychedelics, I think. Sure, we all don't... know the rainbow swarmy yeah, the rainbow background. The background. But That's why we know it's funny. Yeah, and those things are fine to show a kid because it's nothing specific and children... It's also not something real. Yeah. There's no it's orange like moss. moss that you can touch that'll yeah, make you... I don't okay, believe there's I have a question moss. for you guys. If orange moss did that, would you touch it? 
Molly, Ooh. is this? Are you a cop? No, like <laughs> as you a cop, you have to tell We're us. like people who don't like do drugs. So I'm wondering if you knew this orange moss. Ryan is nervously it, glancing happen. around the room. <laughs> no, I don't do drugs. Um, would you, I'm would, against crime, and I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> um, I love my. Would country. you touch the orange moss? I don't know if I could resist. I don't Let's know. Let's be clear from something. I wouldn't smoke a cigarette. I wouldn't download a car, and I would not. I would not touch the orange moss. Do you remember when they were trying to get us to stop pirating movies and they were like, you wouldn't download a car? And it was like, I absolutely would. If I could if get I a could car. download a car. If I could get a car for free on the internet and it didn't hurt anyone except those greedy music industry fat cats. You know, is that what an NFT is? Like when you download, <laughs> no. download a car? No, an NFT is like if everyone tried to make up a car in a computer at once and it burned up so much energy that the cost of heating in New York went I up. thought part of the yeah, problem but was also Is that like not the, the same as driving a car? Weight. Of yes, they you're th- they're throwing out these computers and these graphics processors get completely destroyed. Yeah. And they're by like this huge. And, yes. Well, and, this has been computer car talk, guys. Thank you for listening for this week. Hi, my NFT is making a gunga lunga sound. Gunga lunga. Oh, you got a problem in your computer's transmission? Did you ever listen to car talk? Pep toys does <laughs> everything I'd, you want. Sometimes I'd be trapped Pep in the boys car. Toys does everything for less. Not the tune. No, no that was my favorite thing to do as a kid. I don't know why. I made up this alternate tune to the Pet Boys song. And I think Do you know if you sang it with the original, would it be a harmony? Were you like coming no, up with No, I a... was just, I thought it'd be funny to go really off key at the end and go, for less. Ryan, of quick, do a harmony one. with me on the Pet Boys jingle. Okay, ready? Yeah, my Pet Boys does everything for less. Molly, you had something to say about Pet Boys? Boo to you, <laughs> Pet Boys. Molly's trying her they best. They upcharge, they take advantage of young women's, like, un- <laughs> uh, that's wrong. God. Of our big claims about the pet lack boy of knowledge Molly. about cars. I went to Pet Boys over the summer to get uh, one tire replaced. Yeah. And they somehow talked me into spending four hundred dollars yeah, exactly. on new tires. It's not young women; it's any one of our generation. I went to Pep Toys, and about cars none of them offered to buy me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> they have cans of oil. Not one pet right boy. there. Um, not anyway, one of the Pet Boys. Ryan, let would you alone touch the three. The orange moss. Would I touch the orange moss? Well, it's. Uh, do I? Have- would you download a car? <laughs> He leaned so far away from the mic, and I think it was still probably the left. Whoever's driving scratched. Do I have the foresight of what the blue moss offers? <laughs> you, the, you know what the I blue mean? blue moss brings back the zebra. It gets much So I don't again. think I, like, if I was a child and yeah. there was actually orange moss, like, if they said touching poison ivy would do that instead, yeah. would I go touch poison ivy? Probably. No, I don't. I th- think you would. Me now, no. Me as a child, I was pretty stupid. So like, <laughs> me no touch I moss. I think the curiosity would probably get to me because I feel like it seems like like a Bloody Mary kind of myth, right? Like where like you don't believe it, and some party wants to try it, but some part of you scared to actually say Bloody Mary three times in the mirror. You know, Molly, you can't. So go do it. Kids listen to this. They're gonna look in the mirror. Go in the mirror and say Bloody Mary. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Hey kid, hey kid, hey kid, do it." You I just watched the friend? South Park episode. That's a joke on that. Where, um, yeah, if you say, um, it's a funny joke. 
Oh my god, I can't think of who it was. Um, Cranberry Carol. It's oh. probably some celebrity or who's getting there. Who's the other, who's the other one? Not Tupac. Um, Biggie? The, the, yeah, Biggie. If you say Biggie Smalls three times in the mirror, then um, he appears and will try to shoot you. Uh, Molly, I don't know how to tell you this. That doesn't feel like a joke that <laughs> should be on our Phineas and Ferb podcast for families. Well, it's, we're talking about Orange Moss and hallucinations, and that was my connection. Um, All right, go through I the rest of your notes. It's like when I you I didn't read the book in like your Socratic seminar and you just <laughs> this book reminds me of um, a movie I saw uh, yeah um, it actually reminds me of the movie Bridesmaids because she poo in the street and <laughs> I think no, that Oliver Twist would do the same because in Dickensian because he didn't have a bathroom exactly because in Bridesmaids um, one of them has to doo-doo in the sinky now I, so I, if you don't mind having a like a lumpet it's a fine life. Let's not go back to Oliver. Let's not do it. Um, Fun fact: I can't do like a raspberry, like a like a poopy noise, like okay. I, like like I can like do like a like. <laughs> like <laughs> why can't you do the poopy noise? I don't know. I why wish I can't everyone do the could see noise. the image of Ryan trying to do this. <laughs> like, I can't do Is it. Is your tongue bigger than normal? No, I think my cheekbones are just so naturally you just defined. Are, I have you, to go. Ryan has maleficent cheekbones. I do. It's my and talent. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to say magnificent. I mean the character from Sleeping Beauty, Maleficent. How she has cheekbones so pointy. I have the horns too, but I the, I tied them back like Lola Bunny in her ears. Do you I, like, I my like hair? Thanks. It's in my, my ears. ears. <laughs> God, <laughs> the Looney Tunes show is good. Um, back to Phineas and Ferb. Back to Phineas and Ferb. Um, I really love Grandpa coloring in his glasses as an eye patch. I yeah, just thought that was a hilarious. Gag. Grandpa, I don't know if we mentioned this the first episode with Grandpa. He is voiced by Barry Bostwick, also from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Richard O'Brien, the voice of um, of Lawrence, the the father, mm. is uh, Riff Raff, and the writer of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Barry Boswick played Brad in the film version of Rocky Horror Picture Show and has done other things since, I'm sure. Um, we love it. Did we ever, like, summarize this episode? Yes, yeah. Danny did. You just tuned out. <laughs> okay. It's that ADHD again. Anyway, um, so uh, just go through anything else important. I have, um, well, under the ballad of Bad Beard, I have better than It's Bigfoot, worse than Truck Driving Girl, nowhere near busted, catchy and cute. Not necessarily a banger. Sea shanties aren't really my vibe. I don't know about y'all. No, I'm with you on that. And then Susan and Susan with three of the little That's uh, smile, like blushing emojis with the hearts around them. Yeah, yeah, Doof has two crocodiles. He goes, their name Susan and Susan. I named <laughs> them after <laughs> each other. That's a great bit. It's a great um, I Susan. love the line, does anyone have a concertina? Buford, and then he actually does. It's yeah. fantastic. We all love concertinas. We love right? concertinas. Um, but then the concertina just disappears, and instead, randomly, um, the Firesight girls just appear on the ship. They are, there's no indication they were with them at all on the journey, and then boom, they're there, and Gretchen, then boom, they're gone. Gretchen has to stay on that ship. She can't leave. She's not approved for shore leave yet. But, the, but before the boat was even built? No, yeah, she's been Did on they build She's been hiding engine? in the grandpa's dinghy. She, they, she's um, part of those like ships sense. that are all held up in the ocean. Yeah, because that's the why we have no shipments of anything. Can. Yeah, It would make sense to me that they were there because there was way too many tents for the number of people, considering people were sharing They tents. just weren't invited to the oh, campfire. They weren't invited to the campfire. They, were, they couldn't they find the treasure. Bad the they before. don't get to wear any bad beards. Um, yeah, so I have that. Right. Um, no one pays attention to the fact that Candace touches the moss and is just She's like screaming, screaming and, and nobody away. bats an eye. And I and feel then like her that grandma really is just like, where's Candace? To how much Candace is constantly. Believe women. It. 
believe women. Yeah, everyone's just the freaking bystander. Yeah, gra- grandma's a little little bit of a jerk in this one. Yeah. No, she's got some she's fun sarcasm. Her. Um, fascinating to me was the choice to animate Isabella dancing in this bizarre, wide-legged, arms up and waving around walk when no one else is dancing like that. She looks like Betty Spaghetti, if anyone remembers that toy. But if she was walking like a Isabella's crab. just a free spirit. In the previous episode, we didn't talk about it, but there's a fun bit where uh. Isabella has the voice of a monster truck announcer. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday! Yeah, but my God. I knew, I knew, I was aware of it. Yeah. You know, I've... I saw it as a kid. I've seen it many times since, but I nearly, I nearly piddled. It was funny. It is very funny. So I must say, uh, you know, it's not much of a comment, but it was funny. No, but uh, but her mouth is also drawn as a rhombus. <laughs> exactly. And she says that it's really and funny. like her teeth are kind of inward. <laughs> yeah, like you know what I mean. It's <laughs> really good. The way her head grows. It's is, uh, just it, everything it about it. Volumes. That also, of course, contains the line, "We'll give you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge," yeah. which is a, sort of a cliche of like extreme marketing. Oh, but, um, but that's really funny. But of course, later we will hear Lawrence say, "That's why our couch cushions are so unevenly worn. We're always on the edge of our seats." One of our other. I do love Lawrence. I I do love Lawrence. I'm a huge Lawrence. I love Lawrence content. Lawrence is great. (laughs) Please, more Richard O'Brien. That bald, skinny man. I remember as a kid really loving the lyric, I'm running out of underpants. Um, Yeah. Thought that was... We all love Baljeet. We're all big Baljeet heads here, I think. Um, I have written... he has like a separate underwear fund? Because I feel like at this point you need it. I think at this point he probably does. I think maybe his parents give him an allowance and then an underwear allowance. I I think his parents give him an allowance, but he is he's so rigid and organized that he has a separate fund, like put like he has a separate piggy bank. It's wearing a little like pair of like no yeah. Like um, boxers or something. With hearts on them? Yeah. Yeah, I can't prove this, but I think Malik Pancholi, who plays uh, Baljeet, it, the computer at the end that says like the self-destruct sequence initiated. It sounds just like when he's on Thirty Rock and he plays Jonathan, and he has I this. I do want to give him a kiss, like calm, measured voice. I think he's doing the computer voice there, but I'm not. I, there's you no. Can't prove it. It doesn't say in the credits. Like, and I would kiss him. Malik Pancholi's very good. I'll give him a smooth. He's also he's also a phenomenal activist. I'd give him a few. And that's important. Speeches. And you know, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna sit here and say that he's my ideal man. However. You can't. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> so I might as well, <laughs> since all of you brought it up and are are asking are asking me about Molly it. And I are looking down at the ground. We're trying not to make eye contact. I was back to playing solitaire. <laughs> um, I have written a note that says Grandpa's arm hair is an N. I just no, could not stop looking at the fact that the arm hair drawn on him was very clearly an N, um, not an NFT. Justin Ann. Justin Do you imagine if Grandpa's arms had the letters <laughs> NFT? <laughs> All those years Just ago. Just so you know, he's That's a like how the Simpsons guy. can like predict the future. <laughs> they predicted <laughs> NFTs. I think that like. The, the beauty of this episode really is just how insane Candace is. My note just yeah. says Candace is truly insane. It's pure comedy. The fact that she thinks the self-destruct button's a vending machine, the way she's talking about the jerky. True. She, I have written, Baljeet cannot pull off an earring, but Candace pulls off the green. Like, yeah, when the she's mossy. covered in the yeah. green moss, when she's, she's the sea pulling hag. it off. Sea hag. Pulling yeah. sea hag it real nose. Sea hag camp. Um, Quite literally. Probably, I think the uh-huh. single most underrated small bit in Phineas and Ferb would be Buford playing with the hand puppets. Oh my god, that's really that good. Is that is the was... greatest reveal yeah. I can possibly think of. There's a fun visual yeah. gag. 
that is that we're going to try and describe to you. And I'm going to no, I'm going to do it. So, you know, it's going to be really bad. So basically, they're, One time I saw they're running through the cave and they, they have to jump over a gap that's in between the two, I guess, cliffs that are holding them up or, or whatever. And it looks like there's like two like monsters and that are that they have to jump over. But then they zoom out and it's just Buford. And he's like, I found these hand puppets. <laughs> it's She's like, come on. <laughs> Um, NFT stands for Nosferatu. Go on. <laughs> I think of it every time I see NFT. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's exactly where my head goes. I mean... You're not wrong. Did you know that on Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, there was a villain. He was a vampire, and his name was Nos for a two yeah. like numbers. like nose for a tail yeah. yeah and he was voiced by of like, course craig ferguson the mm. beloved late night comedian uh who also voices owl in the winnie the pooh who movie. hosts one of the greatest game shows ever which one he hosts two game shows does he um the hustler is okay. fantastic i thought you might have meant because he also did that like Celebrity word one. I don't know. For like twenty minutes. Are you recording? <laughs> yeah, of course I'm recording. <laughs> well, we paused. I didn't. Okay. So anyway, um, <laughs> Susan and Susan. Um, we Why don't are there so many skulls? That's what I want to know. You want to talk about Phineas and Ferb being for um, all ages? People die. The real treasure were these fake beards, which is hilarious yes. and a cute little treasure. And a part of me wonders: Did Grandpa and Grandma plant that there for them to find? Why is that treasure chest sitting on a pile of skulls? For the same reason that there's an incontinence cove, Molly, it's just better that way. It's camp. Just saying, it's adult. At the end of the day, the question, when all said and done, when you there? when you punch your card out of work and you're getting in your car, it's camp. And you that's it. what it means to be American. <laughs> I think we need to address the line. America camp. You Sorry. don't have a chin. <laughs> yes. you know, we do. We do have to address. Yeah, that. they're talking about the curse of bad beard. Everyone will get a bad beard, and then Baljeet interjects, "Phineas, you don't even have a chin." And I love the sick the, burn, Baljeet. It's a great burn. The cycle yeah. of bullying. The continues. way he delivers it, perfection. But then I feel like for someone without a chin, he looks Phineas good. pulls off the beard. I have Phineas and Ferb. Do you think Both that's kind of hides his lack of chin. I think that's what be. that's why people who don't have much of a chin mm. tend to grow a beard because it like gives the Takes impression that, that they might have a chin when they're really just a guy whose head is shaped like one big water balloon. I think it's really hope. Sorry, I knocked over one of Danny's many water bottles. I have a lot of empty water bottles and cap guns, but I'm doing great, guys. Don't please don't anyone send uh, someone out for a wellness check on me. Please don't <laughs> anyone. <laughs> um, but I just think the image of them all wearing the fake beards is hilarious. I love that Candace laying in her dying bed also, nice. has it. Perry, Perry has, has it. it. Grandma, grandma has and grandma it. have it. They're they're fun. My father has it. I have it. My sister has it. Star Wars. <laughs> Punch. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Um, um, yeah, I I think it's a cute episode. Honestly, I I, I would rank this one pretty high. I, I enjoyed it. It's, it has a lot of good comedic content. Mm-hmm. All right, great. So we've done it. I'm gonna quickly read the quotes from these two episodes, and then we're all gonna go to bed. Okay. So from it's a mud 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 world, which by the way, named after the classic comedy film, it's a mad 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 world, um, which is. Unrelated to a Monster Truck Two and a half know, hour, really, a two and a half hour long comedy. Back in the day, they didn't understand why comedies were good, and they would just make one that was like three hours long, like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Now I will don't say insult. this: 
I will insult it till the Everybody day I loves. die. Oh, real quick. In It's a Mud, Mud, Mud World, I forgot to mention, they use that music for the first time, which is like their commercial music, where it's like, like it plays in the background of all the commercials. That you music, sound crazy. That music. No is, one knows what you're talking about. That music is from the Emperor's new school TV show. It's a song called Cronk oh. for Hire. <gasps> They took the lyrics out because Danny Jacob also did the music for that. So I'm going to quickly oh, just into the microphone play this Kronk song. Oh, this is going to yeah. sound phenomenal. You're going to know, but you're going to know as soon as you hear it. Yeah. You understand. So yes. that music by I Danny Jacob. Me, I have to reorganize my tambourines. Appears. <laughs> that's in a that's in a zillion episodes of Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that song is called Kronk for Hire. Oh, Aww. cute. Um, anyway, that's, that's the only note I had for that. The only yeah. quote I have written down from It's a Mud 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 World, despite being a very funny episode, the only one I wrote down was, of course, it doesn't have to. I got a monster that's truck. Okay. Um, from the Ballad of Bad Beard, I wrote down, oh, it gets much stranger, Kevin. You don't even have a chin and love, love the, beard, the beard, Kevin. Kevin. Um, I mean, do we have any objections to these? No, I thought those were great. Um, they're fantastic. It's hilarious. Um, Thanks, I love man. It. I did a real hard job typing them. I out. would like to say to the folks at home, we are not watching Phineas and Ferb this irregularly. We're just going through the podcast this slowly. Like, I feel like it doesn't convey our fanship how slowly we're going through season fanship one. Fanship is not a word. Oh, I'm making it one with Fandango. Um, it oh, those paper bags sold me a lot of they movie tickets. scared the heck out of me. Um, no, but like we watch Phineas and Ferb, I feel like, decently often. We're just watching random episodes, um, not necessarily for our rewatch. It's hard to get us all in the same place to do the podcast. Danny and Ryan are doing really weird motions <laughs> I, that I, I was, can't even describe. I was motioning, ripping my shirt open to have the words Fandango written on my, <laughs> my I chest. accidentally pinched one of my... Uh, <laughs> My my chest. Oh, Danny! <laughs> what you can't say nipple in front of children? Yeah, they have them. Everyone does. Wow. Okay. Well, that's a good note to go out on. <laughs> yeah. Forever. Long story short, it's really hard to get the three of us in the same place due to court orders. Uh, Candace party is canceled. Peace. No. Okay. Uh, Would you guys like to do our sign up, or do you have anything else to say? Uh, we'll be back. But let's see. NFT stands for Nose for our tail. I think we'll. Be I back. have to reorganize my tambourine. Don't buy crypto. People are going to try to make it sound like a good investment. Do I just you don't download a car. Like this episode of Phineas and Would Ferb. you touch the orange moss? <laughs> Would you touch, Would the, you orange touch the orange moss? Which Tweet Phineas and Ferb character with. has a Tweet us your answer. <laughs> Tweet us your answer. Hashtag orange moss. moss. Hashtag got for Laura. Got for Laura. Um, this is the first time we've gotten through an episode without talking about Laura Dickinson. I actually oh. ripped my shirt a little bit <laughs> when I did that. Um, right. Yeah, tweet us, write to us. We love our fan mail. We love our fans. I'm hoping we'll be back more consistently. Yes. <laughs> we will and take that as a threat. Um, all right. Um, so our sign off, everyone. Ready? Ready. Three, two, two one. Candace party out. Peace. We're talking I to the N to the T-I-M-A-T-E get together. What? I to the N to the T-I-M-A-T-E get together. That's right. It's not a party.